Hey, it's Tom. Welcome back to the Can of Boomers podcast. If you're a first-time listener, you will find that we like to talk about how cannabis can help your wellness. That's been the focus of many of our interviews. And it is again today as we talk with Charles Jones, CEO of Lucid Mood, a Colorado-based company that makes vape pens that are formulated to create specific mood states like party, unwind, sleep, and so on. It's a very interesting conversation. There's a lot of ideas uh, from one that you can customize the entourage effect to the promise of a standardized experience every time you medicate. So I think you'll like the episode. Before we jump in, I want to thank our producer, Danny in Milwaukee, who always does an amazing job of making us sound good. Thanks, Danny. Now, here's Charles Jones of Lucid Mood. This is Let's Talk About Weed, the Cannaboomers podcast, CBD, microdosing, and all things related to medical cannabis for baby boomers. From San Diego, here's your host, Thomas J. Where are you today, Charles? Boulder, Colorado. The epicenter kind of of the post-prohibition era. I think the folks in LA would, would argue with that, but uh, certainly <laughs> it's, uh, it's fun being in the, the state that first legalized recreational marijuana. Do you have a background in cognitive science? I do. I, I have a, I, I probably better said is I have an abiding interest and passion and have been a student of behavioral cognitive science um, since high school, um, kind of an independent study, if you will. I don't have a master's or PhD or, or something like that. Um, but it's been a lifelong fascination for, of mine, particularly things that affect someone's affective state. Um, emotions and emotional intelligence is a big interest of mine and um, something that I use pretty extensively in, in my career before cannabis. I saw in your bio that you served as the chief scientist at the Institute for Adaptive Mastery. Uh, that's still the case. So actually, we're, oh, we'll good. be publishing a book this coming year on translating emotional intelligence into higher performance. My uh, The 12 years before I started um, uh, Lucid Mood, I worked as uh, an executive coach and leadership development consultant, mostly in four, Fortune 500 companies. So you have a lot of experience in helping people sort of um, adjust their behavior to get to the next level. Yes, that's fair. When you looked at everything happening in cannabis, um, what was the opportunity that you saw? Well, the way I got, I got interested kind of in two phases. So like you, um, I'm a baby boomer and I used marijuana in uh, high school and early college. At some point in college, just the, the academic demands were too great um, for me to, you know, function well, you know, even the next day after, you know, doing a bong hit the night before with my friends, I just be a little dull. I just want to be as sharp as I would like to be. And so I actually gave up uh, using marijuana in college. And that was the case until, um, 2014 when, you know, uh, so the bill passed here in Colorado to legalize recreational marijuana in 2013 and 2014, when dispensaries started opening up and anybody, uh, could, who was 21 driver's license could walk in and check things out. I had all my friends, you know, either calling me or, you know, sending me little things on Facebook. Hey, Charles, what's it like being in, you know, the promised land, so to speak? And I, I just felt obligated to, uh, you know, go into a dispensary, check it out, give my friends a report on what was going on here. And when I walked in, it kind of stunned me. I was a little kind of overwhelmed by the number of 
strains that were being featured. I, I didn't know how to make a buying decision. And, um, you know, well, would you like an Indica or Sativa? And I'm like, I don't know. What's the difference between them? And uh, uh, do you want, you know, Blue Dream or Day Wrecker or uh, Durban Poison? I'm like, well, I don't think I want Durban Poison or Day Wrecker. <laughs> but, you know, and, 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 and uh, you know, so, you know, I think I'm smart. And so, you know, and I, I'm a frugal shopper. So it's like, oh, well, which one has the highest percentage of THC? Well, this one does. Great. Um, how much more expensive is that one? Now, at this point, the clerk, the bud tender that's working with me, um, the other bud tenders are starting to like look over at me with this almost amused kind of smile and, um, you know, really detecting that I had no idea what I was doing, right? It clearly was my first time into a dispensary. And the um, bud tender working with me said, well, you know, they're actually all the same price. And I'm like, well, why doesn't everyone buy the one that has the highest percentage of THC? At this point, all the bud tenders start coming over. It wasn't crowded and, you know, to, to like amuse themselves with my naivete. And he's like, because they all feel very different. Like this one's really good for sleep. This one I recommend for pain. Uh, this one is great for if you want to have some kind of creative project or inspire your imagination. Uh, this is what I would do if you want to go for a hike. And I'm like, really? And all the bud tenders are nodding their head. And I'm like, wow, um, I'll take a gram of each. And I walked out of the store with a gram of each of the strains and went home. And lo and behold, I found, I found two things. One was what was represented to me was accurate. Um, different strains produce these different effects. Um, and I kind of got excited and I didn't really like the names that had been given to the strain. So I kind of renamed them. And, you know, this one was, you know, active and another one was, oh, this one's good, great for sex. And this one's good for, you know, just chilling out and watching a movie. And I relabeled them. And, um, uh, but the other thing I noticed is that I found them quite impairing and I wasn't able to be productive and function pretty much the rest of the day and sometimes into the next day after I had done them. So, you know, my, uh, I kind of discontinued use. Um, but before that was over, I was fascinated. How could this one plant produce all these different effects? So I did a little research and learned about terpenes and learned that the difference between these strains and the difference between indica and sativa, for example, was largely what aromatic compounds um, were in them, and that each of these, in combination with THC and the other cannabinoids, produce these different effects. So that was kind of my introduction, if you will, to you know cannabis science 101. And I didn't go any further with it um, until a couple of years later, uh, a mom called me and said, "Hey, my 17-year-old is using marijuana." they're doing these things called dabs. I don't even know what that is, but I think they're like, they're doing a lot. And should I be worried? How worried should I be? And um, so, you know, I went on PubMed and I started looking at the peer reviewed articles to see if I can make kind of a risk assessment for her. And I became even more fascinated. I found um, articles showing that you could mitigate the working memory impairing effects of THC by balancing it with an equal amount of CBD. I found uh, you could reduce the kind of anxiety or paranoia that some people experience, especially on a sativa. You could 
by changing the terpene profile and adding some CBD, you could do that. And so by the time I kind of emerged from this research, I had concluded two things. Um, so when I called her up and I told her that um, I thought she should probably be less concerned about her son's cannabis use than she should be about his Adderall use, as an example. Um, and the second one was that this plant wasn't a single drug like alcohol or caffeine or tobacco and nicotine. It was a drug development toolkit. And you could create a wide variety of recreational and medicinal formulas by extracting out the individual cannabinoids and terpenes and combine them in ways that you might never find in the plant. But that would lead to uh, the ability to dial in very precise effects and very importantly for me as a consumer, dial out the impairing side effects. And that's how Lucid Mood was born. What an incredible epiphany. And I love the way you state it. It's a drug development toolkit with so many potential applications. And, and not only so many potential applications, but ones where the efficacy was as good or better of, than many of the pharmaceutical drugs that are out there. And the safety and the, the, you know, the, the reduced risk and the reduced harm as compared to an opiate or a benzodiazepine um, you know, or even alcohol. So, um, so that was like super exciting. And I did a little bit of research and no one was doing this. No one was doing anything about it. And the people with the, the capability of doing it, pharmaceutical companies, they couldn't really move into the space and had GW pharmaceuticals in, uh, outside the United States that had developed a, a drug called Sativex, which is basically a one-to-one -one ratio of THC and CBD and was using it to treat neuropathic pain in multiple sclerosis patients. But um, other than that, it sort of wasn't happening. And the whole pharmaceutical model, if you find one or two compounds and you, you, you direct them towards something specific, that model wasn't going to translate very well into cannabis where these effects... Um, are uh, a synergy of one or more cannabinoids and usually multiple terpenes being combined together. Um, so I pulled together a group of friends and we started doing some, some research um, to learn how we could formulate for a specific effect. Did that include a chemist or how, did, how do you begin to wade into this when, as you say, there's so many strains and then when you layer on top of that the number of terpenes, it gets complex pretty quick, right? Um, it does. It, it, it can. Um, I, as part of that reviewing the peer-reviewed research, I had actually scribbled down five formulas on, um, you know, on a piece of paper. And you know, there's sort of working hypotheses. Hey, I think this will be relaxing and this will be energizing and this will be very calming. Um, and, uh, but wasn't, you know, their hypotheses, it, it wasn't sure. No one had quite done this. So I did pull together uh, a chemist and an engineer, an attorney, you know, the kinds of folks uh, that I thought I would need um, to initially do this. And it turns out actually four of those five formulas worked exactly as I expected. And they became our first four products, which a year later we released into the, um, uh, Colorado market. So that was uh, Thanksgiving of 
2016. And for my good fortune, um, a neuroscientist uh, named uh, Dr. Tristan Watkins, who had just graduated from Vanderbilt and had his lifelong dream was actually to formulate from cannabinoids and terpenes in this space, he actually found me. And, uh, you know, we sit down for the first interview and I'm like, okay, so what do you think is in these four things? And he nailed all four formulas just right off the bat. And I'm like, well, how would you begin to create things that could be replacements or alternatives to the blockbuster pharmaceuticals that are out there like um, an anti-anxiety or an opiate replacement or an alcohol replacement? And what he said was, I knew enough at this point to recognize that he had a really good understanding of this and a better one than I. And I pretty much hired him on the spot. And he then, you know, really took our whole uh, formulation capability to the next level. And we brought out products like a relief formula, which is comparable to an opiate in pain relieving effect with zero chance of dependency or addiction. Um, a benzo replacement um, that reduces stress and anxiety um, very, very quickly. Um, and again, without that risk of, of dependency, nor the sort of long-term cognitive deficits that you get with um, more, you know, regular use of, of a benzo. Um, a sleep aid uh, that was about 80% of people who have trouble getting to sleep or staying to sleep find this formula works very well for them, um, which with a sleep product, sleep has many sleep issues and many ideologies, uh, that's, that's actually very impressive. And um, uh, so it's just, it's been, and it's been very fulfilling. We get emails on a weekly basis from people who are telling us that our products have, you know, changed their life or, you know, really improved the quality of their life in some way. Well, what I'm flashing on is, you know, the fact that we did have 70 years of prohibition and as baby boomers, we lived through that. And, you know, it was always an illicit substance. So there was a thrill to using it. I mean, maybe the paranoia came from it being illegal and it sometimes it just amplifies whatever you're carrying in you. But the kind of genius that you brought to this now, when we have the technology to isolate the terpenes and the other cannabinoids and say, let's combine these in this combination and address this issue. Whereas a long time ago, it would have been just folklore. This plant does this, this plant does that. Now you can be a little more uh, directed and create the formula. Oh, I, absolutely. And one of the other things that um, Dr. Watkins brought with him is uh, clinical style trial techniques. So we actually run each of our formulas through a clinical style trial. Um, and for instance, for our uh, stress relieving formula, our, our anxiolytic, you know, anti-anxiety formula, um, he actually brought study participants in and induced a state of anxiety in them. Uh, you know, okay, please count backwards by seven from a thousand and one. Um, and I expect you to get to 600 within the first two minutes, which is like impossible. No one can sort of get there. Um, and people start getting anxious and freaking out. And they've been told that their reward for the study is going to be tied to how well they perform. And, you know, uh, previous to this, some of them have done nothing. Some of them have done what amounts to a placebo. 
Some of them are doing a one-to-one ratio of THC to CBD. Some of them are just doing CBD. Some of them are doing the full mix with all the cannabinoids and terpenes that are in his formula. And, uh, and the results were very, very impressive. Um, so to get that kind of, um, you know, scientific rigor, if you will, um, to, to know that your product is going to have a very consistent effect, a very predictable effect. And, you know, from my perspective as a, you know, CEO and, and marketer, if you want to build a brand, one of the key things is the experience has to be consistent time after time after time. Um, and if you're going to make cannabis and the benefits of cannabis accessible to people who, um, you know, either new to the whole space or like me, they uh, are boomers and used to use it years ago and kind of swore it off for work or kids or whatever it might be. And they're a little anxious about picking up cannabis again. They're intrigued, but they're kind of anxious too, especially hearing that the percentage of THC is, you know, five to 10 times what it was, you know, when I was in high school. Um, then having something which promises you a, a given effect and also promises you that you're not going to be, you know, impaired. Um, you know, one of our slogans is, uh, you know, enhance your mood without clouding your mind. And um, one of the one of the things that uh, we've learned um, with our user testing over the years is that about 40% of adults, different, how impairing THC is varies widely among different people. There are some people, they can do that bong hit, they can do a dab, they can function just fine, you know, across a wide range of, of tasks. There's other people for whom they hit, you know, two hits off of a joint, they feel incredibly disoriented and discombobulated. Uh, maybe they start feeling paranoid, um, they're just kind of foggy and cloudy. And I'm in that category. Um, and our, what we found is that about 40% of adults are in that sort of, you know, category where they don't really tolerate uh, the impairments of THC very well at all. Those people love our product. We all know baby boomers, <laughs> not, not all of us, but that's what's exciting about being able to microdose it basically um, in a reliable way. Uh, absolutely. And I think um, uh, what I think a lot of people compare our product lucid mood to microdosing, and I think it has that sort of safety and predictability in common. Um, but the difference is, and kind of what makes lucid mood really fun, is you can do quite a bit of lucid mood. You could do the equivalent of you know five or ten milligrams of of THC, even more. Um, in lucid mood. And because of the way that we have balanced the CBD with the THC and what terpenes we've included and what terpenes we've left out, you can be really high, like have a, have a sense of a real sense of elevation. Um, that kind of, uh, kind of feeling very aware and being able to observe your own thoughts and emotions and, um, and, you know, it's kind of a pleasure and sense of, of elevated sensation and experience and still be very functional with lucid mood. If, um, you know, and you, you can't do that with conventional cannabis products. You know, you get to a certain amount of THC and you just don't function, uh, 
at all. So, um, you know, it's really, you know, another way to say it's really the elevation without the stupefaction. What is the ratio that you target for, say, a calming effect? Is it like five to one CBD to THC? We, we have uh, uh, we have two ratios in our product. So we have um, a product line that includes THC. So you're going to get that sense of elevation. You're going to feel high. Um, and all of those products are a one-to-one ratio of THC to CBD. Um, at that ratio, you eliminate the chance of someone becoming paranoid. You eliminate the social, you know, social awkwardness and anxiety and withdrawal that you can get with a straight THC product. Um, and you keep the person's working memory intact, and it doesn't feel dissociative the way a high THC product would. So we really like that ratio. Um, and then we're bringing out uh, this quarter, we're going to bring out a product called uh, Lucid Mood CBD Unwind. It has no THC in it. It's CBD plus um, a terpene blend. And it just takes the edge off, reduces the, um, if you have any stress or anxiety or irritability, it just, uh, it just takes that off the table. Um, you don't feel high you don't feel elevated on it um but you feel you know kind of relaxed and alert um so this is great for somebody who you know uh needs to drive through rush hour traffic or they've arrived home and they now need to to pick up their kids or uh they need to continue to be productive but you know the stressors of their day and they they just want to you know kind of take the edge off in that way it's a great product um and I think of it more kind of as a wellness product than a, a recreational product. Um, and then we have in the one-to-one -one ratio THC CBD product line, we have things that are uh, like party. It makes you very energetic and enthusiastic and sociable. Um, it's designed to be an alcohol replacement. Uh, and... Uh, on a sort of medicinal line, we have uh, relief, as I mentioned, and then, you know, for anxiety, this this unwind product. Um, so the, anyway, the, the two ratios we focus on are the one-to-one -one THC CBD or the no THC, just CBD, and then often another cannabinoid or two plus some terpenes. I would think that among baby boomers, there's a lot of interest in that party formula. You know, many of us uh, have been social drinkers for a long time, and we all know it's not the best thing for your liver. Alcohol can be a very destructive uh, drug substance. Do you find in, in the demographics of your customers, are there baby boomers who like that formula? Yes. Um, yes. And I would say the, actually the party formulas seems to have the broadest appeal across the demographics. Um, uh, people really like that one. Another one I think, which is pretty popular across all the demographics is is energy. It's my favorite when I, you know, live here in Boulder. Um, when I get home from work, I like to go for a hike. So I'll just, you know, hit the energy and then hit the trail. Um, you know, so that's, uh, that's a nice one, but yeah, party's great for kind of any kind of social situation. And, um, it's also a really nice kind of pre-intimacy. It's a, it's a nice, uh, it's nice for, you know, date night in, kind of evening. 
Netflix and chill. Well, no, more like, uh, you know, forget Netflix, just, you know, head for the bedroom. <laughs> you were talking about the, like the 40% of, of people who don't really tolerate THC so well. And in my discussions with other people, we, the, the point comes up that genetically people have different responses to different uh, strains. And even sometimes within the same batch, this, I'm sorry, the same strain within different batches might have a different effect. Do you find that's true or do some people have different reactions to different formulas? Um, so kind of a multi-tiered question here. Um, so one, one thing to understand is that the, the genotype of a strain, the genetic information in a strain, that would be consistent across, you know, potentially the whole crop. But the, the expression, the terpene expression, um, even within the same plant can vary significantly depending on whether the bud is at the top of the plant near the light or it's in the shade or how much water it gets, the, the very, you know, CO2, the various environmental um, conditions. And that's why you get so much variation, even within the same plant, in terms of what the effects are going to be because the terpene profile of you know, the bud at the bottom of the plant and the bud at the top of the plant is going to be different because of the difference in environmental conditions. So you have that variation going on. The other thing that we found is that the more psychoactive ingredients that someone is consuming, the more variable the experience is going to be across uh, many people. Um, so this same strain may affect you very differently than it affects me. If you reduce the number of active ingredients and you know our most complex formula is seven ingredients, two cannabinoids and five terpenes. And most of the formulas are two cannabinoids and one or two terpenes. If you reduce uh, the fewer the number of ingredients, the less variation in effect across people that you find. So one thing that's very unique about what we've done is we aren't starting with a strain. We're not starting with a plant from which we extract uh, uh, the matter from a strain. We're starting with purified cannabinoids and terpenes. So basically we're just starting with the building blocks and we're building up to, so if you buy a Lucid Mood Party Pen in Maryland or a Lucid Mood Party Pen in California or a Lucid Mood Party Pen in Colorado, it's ex the formula is exactly the same. It will taste exactly the same. It will feel exactly the same every time. That's amazing because you can never really promise that with the flower itself because, as you said, the bottom of the bud or the top of the bud, or there's going to be a lot of variability. So are you using extracts then? You have a, an extract of a cannabinoid, and, and then you're going to mix that with the terpenes that you've identified. Yeah, so... So um, when I started the business, uh, of course, it's still still the case that uh, um, things that you've extracted from the marijuana plant are considered Schedule One substances under federal law. So I wanted to build a business model where we weren't breaking any federal laws. So um, it's almost like a sort of a, a franchise model where we develop the formulas. We um, and then we ship the proprietary trade secret uh, terpene blends along with the branded device and the packaging 
to our partners, say in Maryland, and then they add uh, pure THC and CBD to our terpene blend, mix it together, put it into a filling station that we provide, foolproof uh, filling station that we provide, and it fills the pens, the pens go into the packaging, and that's how we know that every pen that says Lucid Mood on the shelf, you know, Lucid Party is exactly the same in every state that um, you'll find Lucid Mood. We've all heard of the, the entourage effect. In the pharmaceutical model, you're trying to get, isolate a molecule and produce it in, into a pill that someone's going to take. But with this plant, as we all know, there's there's many cannabinoids and, and many terpenes. So you, you are customizing the entourage effect, it sounds yes. like. Yes. There's still a synergy that happens between those those elements that, that you've identified. Um, absolutely. And sometimes the, um, you know, so part of our ongoing research is, uh, and, and for your audience that's listening, you know, uh, we've been using the word terpenes and anyone that has been in the cannabis space for a while is aware of what terpenes are. Um, but just to make that sort of more accessible, uh, you know, all plants produce this class of chemicals known as terpenes. And they have uh, a wide, most of them have a physiological effect as well as a psychotropic effect. Um, and people that are very, uh, and this, um, these effects are well known in aromatherapy. So if you get a lavender aromatherapy um, and lavender oil, people report that it's relaxing. Um, and it is, it's, there's the three main terpenes that are in, uh, lavender oil. Um, one of them has a, a lightly euphoric, um, effect. Uh, one is a muscle relaxant and, uh, very much kind of a lean back sort of experience. And the third, um, makes you very lethargic. You just don't really want to move. You're not going to go run a marathon kind of a thing. And so um, if you have your uh, ball of, um, you know, you put your lavender aromatherapy in the bathtub and you get in the bathtub and it helps you relax. Well, you take those same terpenes and you add some THC to them. This somewhat subtle effect becomes a very strong pronounced effect. And um, uh, it's extremely relaxing at that point. So that's, you know, so, so we're really leveraging um, that. And some of our research, you know, we develop hypotheses from looking at what's been, you know, happening in aromatherapy and what oils are used for what. And then we'll do an analysis and figure out what the terpene profile of that given aromatherapy is, and then individually ter- test each of those terpenes. And in this way, our knowledge of how each of these terpenes affects your, you know, mental state, you know, grows and grows. And as a guy with a background in cognitive science, you're not shy about looking at that. I mean, some some of the people I've interviewed don't want to delve too much into, I don't know, the the touchy feely part of cannabis. And but you've talked about how it can make you more aware of your thoughts and change your state in a way that, you know, alcohol sure can't and do it in a positive way. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, so we, you know, our mission, if you will, is, you know, making the mood enhancing benefits of cannabis available to self-aware adults. 
and uh, you know people that are very tuned in to how different kinds of molecules or experiences affect their mental state and um, they want to go through life and kind of the optimal mental state for whatever activity they want to engage in and enjoy and um, you know people have mm -hmm. been doing that for thousands and thousands of years um, you know I'd certainly put you know alcohol in that category people um, I think there's a number of reasons why people use alcohol but one of them is because it lowers your social anxiety and inhibitions. It's easier to sort of, you know, meet people at a cocktail party or a networking event. Um, you know, for me, that's a real legit uh, application, you know, kind of way to use it as a social lubricant. And, and as you mentioned before, alcohol, you know, has calories. It can lead to dependency. And um, there's a number of, of risks associated with it. And in high volumes, you know, damage to your liver and things like that. Um, so bringing out something that will produce that, that same uh, reduction in social anxiety and reduction in inhibition, but unlike alcohol, won't make you successively more and more tired. Alcohol is a central nervous system depressant. Um, whereas our party formula, you, it's actually quite energizing and you can have a room full of people sipping on our party pens for hours on end and they feel just as sociable and awake and excited and enthusiastic, you know, two, three hours in, whereas, you know, two, three hours into an alcohol party, you've got people sitting on the couch and maybe someone, you know, it's, it's not as pretty. Yeah. Yeah. I'll say in getting a, a predictable effect from it, it that's uh, that sounds really appealing. I have to tell you, I, asked for lucid mood at a dispensary I was at uh, over the weekend in San Diego and they didn't have it. So I'm going to have to shop around because I'm really uh, curious about giving um, it a try. So, so we just uh, got into California in the Bay area. Uh, you can actually uh, order lucid mood from uh, societyjane.com. It's a delivery service um, for the whole Bay area. And um, we'll soon have similar arrangements um, in San Diego and LA. That's great. I look forward to that. So you've come a long way in, in two years, and I'm not going to ask you to divulge any secrets or business plans, but uh, is this the tip of the iceberg? Is there much more to come? What's your take on the market and, and where we're going and where you're um, going? So our so we recently um, uh, raised a, a Series A from the top venture capitalist in the industry um, to build out lucid mood to become a national brand um so by the end of this year you'll see us in colorado delaware rhode island maryland massachusetts pennsylvania um, nevada california and uh, uh i think uh you'll also see us in canada uh toward the end of 2019 um so really making lucid mood available to people wherever they live is a big push for us. Um, the other side of our business is in this process of uh, learning what we needed to to develop lucid mood, we learned a great deal about the entourage effect and how to combine cannabinoids and terpenes to deliver very precise effects. And um, we are now formulating on a white label basis for some other brands. Um, so uh, that's going to be a push for us as well, uh, particularly on the THC-free 
side of things uh, with the passage of the Farm Bill containing the provision that industrial hemp and anything extracted from industrial hemp other than THC uh, you know, will be considered legal at the federal level, um, then we see a fantastic opportunity for THC products um, eventually to be sold in large-scale chains, you know, CVS, Walgreens, you know, stuff like that. Um, and we hope to be the, in some cases, the brand and um, of Lucid Mood, in other cases, you know, the formula that's underneath the hood for these products. Well, um, I mean, in theory, CBD is legal in all 50 states right now. So that gives you a, an entree into virtually every state, I guess. And as you as your brand becomes known and as the, the prohibition lifts in state after state, perhaps you're, you're ready exactly. to come in. That's, that's exactly the plan and, and get people comfortable with our THC products under the Lucid Mood brand name and then, you know, gently invite them to, you know, check out the one-to-one -one ratio THC CBD products that they'll need to walk into a dispensary for. Um, so that's a, exactly our strategy. And you're even international, I guess, if you're up in Canada. So uh, that, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Thank you. So we've talked about sort of mood enhancement aspect of it, which is kind of a level beyond uh, many guests I've talked to who who talk about discrete diseases, you know, inflammation that it, cannabis can fight inflammation. It it has anti tumor effects. It can help with epilepsy. It can help PTSD and, and pain and you know very serious diseases. But I guess you're the first guy I've talked to who really goes at the mood aspect of it, and and that's what's interesting and, and probably unique. You know, I think there's a lot of it appeals to just about everybody. So. That, that's when, a great um, thing about it. You know, one challenge um, that I think any company in this space has. Um, so let's take, for instance, uh, you know, PTSD. Um, we actually have lots of anecdotal reports of people that have used Lucid products to um, uh, assuage the symptoms of their of their PTSD. And um, I, I recently got an email from. Um, a vet who had tremendous difficulty just going out with his friends and being in a restaurant. And every time you hear a sound behind him, he's, you know, you know, bracing for, you know, what's going to happen or he just can't keep his attention on his friends. He's just always scanning the environment for, for threats. And um, I gave him a few of our CBD on wine pens. There's no THC in them. And it's just changed his life. You know, he just sips these things, including at the restaurant or whatever, and he doesn't have this uh, fight or flight reaction when he hears a sound or whatever. So it's really improved the, the quality of his life. We don't market that product for PTSD. Um, and if we did, you know, sooner or later, the FDA and FTC would come after us for making claims without having gone through formal clinical trials and being approved by the FDA. So that's going to be interesting in my mind to see how th these things shake out um, for someone, you know, for us to, to market the product, you know, calling it unwind and people find that it helps them in these areas. That's wonderful. And that's one thing. Um, but, you know, I think over time what you're going to see is that the cannabis products that are, prescribable by a doctor for PTSD, they're going to come from 
traditional large pharma companies. Um, and then you're going to have this whole market, just as you do now, when you walk into a health food store, an apothecary or whatever, and you can find these products that you can use for your insomnia. They just can't say insomnia. They just have to say, you know, improves uh, normal sleep or something like that. And so I, th I think we're going to see the same thing happen with a lot of these uh, cannabis products, whether they're, they're sold in a retail outlet because they're free of THC or they're sold in dispensaries. But, you know, here in Colorado, if you're a bud tender and you tell someone this product is for this medical condition, the local authorities could actually shut you down as a dispensary, right? It can't be positioned as medicine or as treating some disease. So it's just, you know, it, it, it's a challenge. It's one that's been faced by um, the supplement space for a long time. Well, it's another genius uh, aspect of, of the brand where you have named each formula as the, the end state that the user wants, but you're not implicitly making a promise or a claim. It's the, the aim that they, they have, and, and here's a product that could help them get exactly. there. In a way, you've gotten the holy grail. I mean, a, uh, a product that replicates the experience um, when it's such a variable plant-based product, but you've found a way to give the user a consistent experience, which is fantastic. Thank you. Nicely said. Charles, where can we find uh, you online? You lucidmood.net, L-U-C-I-D-M-O-O-D.net. Is there anything else uh, we should cover? No, I think you've been very thorough. And, uh, you know, it's uh, first interview I've done um, specifically for baby boomers. And, um, you know, being a baby boomer myself, I, that's particularly meaningful. So thank you. Thanks. Thank you for doing what you do. And thanks for sharing uh, your expertise. I'm really excited about giving this a try. And I bet you a lot of our listeners are as well. Um, so Thank uh, you, Tom. look forward to that. You've been listening to Let's Talk About Weed, the Cannaboomers podcast with Thomas J. For more on medicinal cannabis for baby boomers, visit us at cannaboomers.com.